What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Hey, are you getting still getting lagged for me? I know we're going to start the podcast off with this, but I've been watching the videos and I've been lagging like crazy, So, which is weird because I have a really good internet connection here. So maybe it's my internet connection? I don't know. Am but, I lagging right now? No, you look fine. It's only when I download it does that mm. lag come through. Weird. You look crystal clear. So maybe it's me. Uh, maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's um, it's maybe, not me. It's you. Maybe maybe we'll switch to Zoom next season and, and see how that goes. Right. Because right. I paid Stay for tuned, a Zoom folks. account. Um, but speaking of which, speaking mm-hmm. of Jerry Wagner's lag on YouTube, Ace for Alcoholic has a YouTube channel, and no. um, if you go, you can go watch our our goofy mugs talk about all this business right and um if you subscribe there which you know would make me happy uh i also put the episodes out early so yeah you know how you listen to a podcast you're like dang i wonder what that person looks like and then you (laughs) Mm -hmm. see their faces and it doesn't look like their voices at all they look like completely different people than you imagine them we look exactly like you would imagine us to look that's yeah, exactly right. how we oh you're like oh yeah that's that face oh, oh right, okay. that's exactly what i imagined uh-huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no surprises there <clears throat> it reminds me of um when i was in high school and i used to listen to kunv was in las vegas and it was the college uh-huh. radio station and it was the fucking coolest i don't know if you have any radio stations you used to listen to as a kid that were like the coolest but this yeah. is the kind of shit where I would stay up until three in the morning to listen to the radio on a school night because I love the DJs and I love the music that they played and it really like shaped how I listen to oh, music yeah. and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. You know, like it really, I'm so grateful that I was able to find these things. But there was a guy um, and his name is uh, David. He's he lives in Las Vegas. He's a lawyer. I think he was like a criminal defense lawyer, or maybe he did uh-huh. like whatever it was. But he had a radio show, and um, he was he was Sonic Dave, which is where I got the DJ name from, and then consequently oh, okay. that's where all the nicknames and the ever all of my handles have been Sonic John, and mm-hmm. I don't really you know think about it you know because I don't really have anyhow. So I would listen to Sonic Dave in the middle mm-hmm. of the night, and I like had this image in my brain. And it was not at all. So he was right. the, the the man that I had, the young man that I had in my brain, and then the the guy who was like, you know, you imagine things like, oh, he has a full head of hair, and he's a young guy, and he was he was older, obviously, because I was in high school, but mm-hmm. he was this balding, you know, bearded, uh, glasses wearing lawyer, and it was right. like not because he was so wacky and goofy and funny, 
What kind of music was he playing? He played, well, I mean, like I used to call Top up, 40? No, it was all, oh. it was like late night college radio. So I would hear like the Pixies oh. and I would hear, this is like 1991, 92, 93. So that's where yeah, I learned about yeah. like Ween and Fugazi and all kinds of weird stuff. Right. And I used to call him up and request things. The dude just comes out. It like you expect, like you'd see those dudes. Like you you linked me some of your Instagram, and I was like, that shit is velvet. Like that dude's got a butter fucking voice, you know, mm-hmm. like this DJ with this butter voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he comes out of the booth, and he looks like a pack of fucking cigarettes. Like he looks like a half smoked <laughs> pack of Salem's. You know, you're just like, damn, dude. You got a face for radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only other one who who looked mm-hmm. like their voice was Wolfman Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're like, oh, there's that Hawaiian shirt wearing fucking pompadour motherfucker. Yeah, that that's it. I don't even know if half our listeners know who Wolfman Jack is. That's all, all right. right. Y'all are young. All right, next time. Right. Um, or what is it? I was gonna. Anyhow. Bird is the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So today, <laughs> uh, let's talk about. So I've been thinking about this lately, and I've I've had a lot of time to to ruminate. Um, mm-hmm. with my with my ankle being that the way that it has been, and I wanted to talk to you today. Today is the letter X, and it's always hard, and we kind of fudge the thing. But yeah, um, I X wanted to weird. talk about existential dread, Jerry. Oh, red. Yeah, it's appropriate. <laughs> and more. I was thinking about, and and so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking like, what's the opposite? And I was like, so what if we did a show about existential dread? And infinite wonder, <laughs> which sounds like sounds like a fucking Harry Potter novel, dude. It sounds like a new age store right next door to like a goth record store, dude. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was trying to think of what is the opposite because you know, I mean, and so, so I was thinking about being sober during this time of existential dread. I've been reading a couple different books. Um, one is called Bird by Bird by Anne Lamont, and the other one is Eat and Run by Scott Jurek. Mm-hmm. And um, I have quotes from both of those. I'm going to read you here in a, in a bit. But um, so the idea of existential dread is what that that we we are afraid of the uncertainty of our lives and our future and our existence, the way we have been living, right? right. And so I feel like this year, and I don't know about you, but. This year has been a fucking beast, right? Yes, yeah, and it's definitely been a beast. It has peeled back a lot of um, the thin veneer of society and the quote-unquote economy, um, the the fragile uh, the fra- the Fabergé egg that is American society. That's maybe that's not a good. The, the yeah, I don't chart. think Fred Fabergé eggs are fragile, aren't they? Aren't they no, made out of like- maybe it's uh, you know the uh, the shattered glass of a you know Buick LeSabre <laughs> Skylark Skylark. Lesabre. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. on the mm-hmm. parking lot <clears throat> behind a nail salon. Boom! Uncorked so- nails, dude. Where you get <laughs> wine and nails. Uncorked <laughs> nails. Uncorked a- nails. There's a place here in Eugene. I run by it every day. Uncorked nails. Get your nails did and get mom drunk. Nice. Yeah. So, so all of these things have opened up, and I've I've also been, and in the last four years, I have definitely become more politically minded, more mm-hmm. interested in what's going on. Yeah. Um, I have. 
it's been very difficult for me to put my faith in anyone in politics. Yeah. Like very, very extremely few people. Um, and so it's not really about taking one side or the other for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of them seems evil and and mean and the other side seems evil and ineffectual. Right. So so all of these things have come about in the last four years and in the last year, like holy shit, life is not what I thought it was. And um Yeah. And uh you know, we've actually lived in a relatively prosperous and peaceful time in human mm-hmm. history, right? If you go back and you look like we have been fraught with plague and with death and depression and life was short and life was shit and it right. was brutish and you fucking did it because that's what you do because that's what we do and mm-hmm. um like that's really that really sucks man like i was like oh i was just getting things started 2020 was going to be my year and i really thought that like i yeah, really so I. I, I had a i had a plan and i had a track and i was like boom 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 this is you know what happened is not what I planned, Jerry. And I'm not no. complaining. <clears throat> I've already gone through that phase of complaint. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, and 2020's almost gone. So, And not that that means that anything's going to change because of a, the page on the calendar flips. Right, right? exactly. I mean, that Wednesday would be foolish. and Thursday, what's the difference, you know? <laughs> exactly. Just uh, the, the structure of our schedules has been so upturned like a fucking mm-hmm. you know like a board game and all the pieces are on the floor and we're trying to be like trying to put them back in the same squares like we can't do it there's just no way to figure out where everything belongs anymore because ev- everything's changed yeah and so i was like well what the fuck am i supposed to do then because i don't i don't know i don't know and i'm freaking out and i'm panicked and my ankle hurts and i got the fucking gout which anybody who has the gout i'm so sorry you know, like, <laughs> I don't know how I got it because you usually get this shit from eating, you know, <laughs> eating so fucking, fucking shitty. Old. Is your, yeah, so it's, old. this is like the old, it's, it's just, it's a nightmare, right? Yeah. So there's this, life is a fucking nightmare imagine. right now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, well, is it? And one of the things I read in this Scott Jurek book, um, Eat and Run, and, and before, I've got a lot of thoughts, and sometimes I feel like this podcast is, I go like, hey, Jerry, I got these crazy thoughts going around in my head. I don't talk to anybody all week about them, and then I'm like, <laughs> let me know what you think. On me. Is this fucking, and I'm just is over here nuts? grouchy, like, I gotta uh, move. What do you want? <laughs> That's kind of what I feel like sometimes. But, nah, I but, love uh, it by the end, though. Okay, so he says in here, he's talking about ultra running, and we're talking about running mm-hmm. 50 and 100 miles, and, and he says, not all pain is consequential. Hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. And what I see that to mean is that I don't have to define my whole life and my whole day by, you know, this momentary pain, right? Mm -hmm. And we talk about that in alcoholism with cravings and, you know, we just kind of write it out. It will pass. It will pass. Mm -hmm. It will pass. It will pass. And um, another thing that we talk about in the program is one day at a time. And I think it's an important tool. And I think yeah. it is extraordinarily valuable to break things down into the smallest chunks possible. And, you know, even now, I don't have, like, I can't make any plans. I don't even know if I'm going to have a job in a week or two, if they're going to shut right. that shit down. But if I kind of try to pull out a little bit and I do the opposite of that one day at a time and I imagine, well, 
let's just say I'm going to be alive for the next, at least the next six years. Mm. Am I really going to remember that time that my ankle hurt or, you know, like the, yeah. the pain, the pain will not be consequential. It'll just be, do I remember the injury from last year or the year before that, or the year before that? Some of right. them I do. I think you might remember the arcing part of it, but not the minutia of it. I, mm-hmm. I see where you're getting that. Yeah. So, so that helped me to kind of like go, oh, okay. So this is just something that happens. It's not a punishment from God. No. <laughs> which is what my <laughs> like brain likes to go to. singling you out. Just yeah. you. Um, but it's just, it's just some pain that, that hurts. Yeah. And like, it's going to go away and you'll yeah. go back to doing whatever you want to do. And, you know, and the whole experiment with me and my eating and my running and the weight that I've gained this last six months, which is mm-hmm. not a lot. Um, but you know, whatever I can, I know how to, I know how to fix that. So right. you've done it once already. I've done it once and you already. Did it significantly too. So it wasn't even like a little bit here. It wasn't like you just shed five little ones, and mm-hmm. five little pounds. And no, it was man. a lot. Well, it, was it was like, like eighty, seventy, yeah, pounds, seventy-five pounds. pounds. Yeah, that's insane. You know, um, <clears throat> I mean, it's not insane. It's doable, and anybody right. who wants to do it, I believe. Oh uh, yeah, anybody. Can. It just requires a lot of determination and. And, yeah. um, and, and just like quitting drinking, it's the same mm-hmm. shit. You just yeah. one day at a time, just every day you fuck up one day, you backslide, you, you drink again. Well, fuck it. You go right back again the next day and do it again. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, so, so I've been, th- these thoughts have been rolling through my head about existential dread and, and it's made me feel a little bit better to be like, oh, well maybe this, this thing that I'm, I'm going through and that we're all going through, mm-hmm. um, that it will pass and that, you know, I hear a lot of people are like, this is not going to be over soon. And I'm like, well, I've already done nine months. Yeah. Like I can, what's, you know, what's, what's an, another nine? What's another nine? You know, and, and who, whoever said that life was, you know, we, I just assumed it was going to be this steady kind of thing and that, you know, society was going to function the way that it was always going to function. And there were all these bigger things outside of me and my narrow view that have been going on that have mm-hmm. caused that have eventually caused all this shit right yeah. um and so it's um another one of the uh, quotes was in this book called bird by bird by Anne lamont and it's um it's uh it's about writing but she quotes another um another author in there uh gk cheston it says hope is the power of being cheerful in circumstances we know to be desperate yeah. So desperate doesn't mean futile, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. Yeah. Shit sucks, but it doesn't mean we're gonna die. I mean, we're all gonna right. die, Jerry. You're gonna die. You're right. in the jungle, baby. I am in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all of that to say, like, I don't know. All these little pieces came together, and I was like, the existential dread, and is there a way that in the middle of living in this fucking nightmare? of a pandemic and the mm-hmm. crumbling society and the capitalist monster that seems to want to fucking eat my life. Mm-hmm. Um, can I find some sort of infinite wonder? Can I, can I be happy? Can I be content? And I'm just wondering if you have an answer for me. No, <laughs> no, he'll never be happy again. Embrace it. There you go. You know what it is, is I think when we quit drinking, um, we were afraid to stop drinking because every time we would peek out into the vacuum of it all, the idea of not having that alcohol there is like a, 
as a safety net or a seatbelt was really existential, right? Really scary. It was like, mm-hmm. what am I? There's no purpose here. And then we quit drinking, right? And then we start like, eat, and then we look at our own personal habits and we start looking at the vacuum outside of that. And I'm like, wait, I'm going to have to start regimenting the way I do things and really being conscious, like being uh, mindful of my actions. I'm mm-hmm. like not being fucking mindful enough. Now I got to think about my health. So then we do that. And then we've set everything in little boxes and like little schedules, right? You go to work, you get up. Like every day my routine was the same. And so now I've had to adjust the routine. What I think living through this pandemic has taught me is that I I looked outside of it and saw the vacuum and I was like, nothing fucking makes sense. Like nothing matters in its own way. Certain things matter, but they matter to me because they affect me. Mm-hmm. They affect the people around me too. I don't want this to sound like this selfish, self-centered thing because I know that my actions reverberate out towards everybody around me. You know, I've learned that as an active alcoholic. You know, but I also realize that, like, at the end of the day, I live this like little tiny life. You know what I mean? And the people around me love me, and they'll miss me, and I'll miss them. But at the same point, I I don't know, man. I got a lot of like, who gives? Who fucking cares? Like I got a lot of that, but not in a negative way. It's just mm-hmm. more like freeing. It's freeing. Like I have no power. I got no, I got, I got, I'm powerless. That, I remember sharing that at a meeting once. Like, yo, I, I feel like I have power when I admit I have no power, you know? And it's not like a Buddhist mind game. It's like, wow, I've actually taken control of my destiny in a sense because I'm aware that I have no destiny. I don't know if that makes sense. That's the way I look at it, right? If there's no real major stakes, in the fucking thing, then what the fuck am I over here, you know, crying and pissing in a circle? Like, it just doesn't fucking matter. It does do... But see, I also want to put the caveat that it does. Like, the things I do affect you, they affect my wife, my daughter, my family, but also at the end of the day, it's not like there's a big checklist where they're like, well, did you work hard? Did you make enough money? Did you make sure that you did all the things you needed to do before you went to work every day? You know? That's why I was like... Man, I'm not going to fucking go back to tattooing for a little while. Like, I'm just done with that. Like, I'm just done with that because that was what I had to do to stay alive. And then I realized, oh, I don't really have to do that. Um, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know what we do with any of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, That's all I know is nothing fucking matters. So Turn off the podcast. Take your clothes off. Go outside. <laughs> Show I think, everybody. Right, yeah. I think, so it reminds me of one thing. So do you remember, you remember the movie Meatballs with Bill yeah. Murray? It's so, my mantra that I know so, exactly okay. what you're going to say, but please explain it. No, you explain so, it because I love it. For those of you who don't know, um, you don't even have to watch the whole movie. Pause the podcast, go to YouTube, and just uh, type in search, It Just Doesn't Matter, Meatballs, Bill Murray. Yeah, so it's great. So it's this really beautiful moment of uh, he's the camp counselor and he's kind of a fucking uh-huh. slacker himself, right? He's kind of a shrimp. right, but um, so schlub. he's he's in the. <laughs> I like that. I like that. He's word. a real he's schlub. He's, he's kind of a gold bricker. He's a real gold bricker. <laughs> um, so he's got the he's got the camp of misfits and losers and geeks and nerds, and they've got. What are they going to do? What's the, the team They're going to play a softball game or something. That's right. I They're going to play some sort of sports against the other camp across the pond that's all full of the jocks, and they're going to they're gonna murder them. And, and, and Bill Murray starts to go around the room, and he starts, he starts poking at everybody's foibles and, like, telling them why they're probably going to lose and yeah. what, what their problems are. And he goes, 
but it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And he starts to get them all to chant it. It just mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter over and over and over into yeah. this huge mm-hmm. crescendo. And I'm getting kind of like, I get a little tingle because it's like this right. really powerful, it's beautiful free, moment. Dude. It's freeing. Yeah. It's freeing. It's free. It's free. So yeah. that's what you're that's what you're finding in this, right? This freeing and, and moment. To an extent, yeah. But I also don't want to sound like I'm coming from this privileged space where I'm like, I got it figured out, you know, like you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the way I look at it. So I of course my my circumstances are different than yours because like the thing that you brings you joy though, like you're mm-hmm. kind of being you're prohibiting yourself from doing so that you can um, recover from your leg and everything. So you're like, fuck, I lost this thing. What else am I going to do when, when I think, and I'm not here to analyze you, but I think, you know, like you sit down and you go, well, I compromise and I figure out another thing that may not bring me as much joy, but will still pass time until I can do the other thing mm-hmm. I want to do. Yeah. And like, I can make suggestions, but you, you already kind of know, like I earlier before we were recording, I was like, I don't know, maybe hike or something, try to yeah. do low impact or right. try to, I don't even know if running a mile as fast as you can will help. That might actually put more fucking impact on your joints and on your foot. But like, it's just those things you got to do, right? Like it, it rains a lot here and it's cold and it sucks. And there are days where I don't run and I get bummed out because I'm like, fuck, I can't run because it's raining and I can't lift weights because I lifted weights yesterday and I need a recovery day. So I try to find another thing to do. Do you know what I mean? That'll keep me occupied or, or at least help me. I don't know, man. I just try to, I dance. Is that weird? Like to no? get my steps in, like I'll put on music and dance around the kitchen and like make food. What do you put, what do you put on? System. What do you listen? Yeah. LCD. Yeah. yeah Dan- Dance Yourself Clean by LCD Sound System is the fucking cut, dude. <laughs> I've been getting into some weird like British punk rock lately though. Like newer British or European, like the Idols. You ever listen to Idols? No. I don't. They're like British punk rock. And then there's another band called Viagra Boys from Sweden. <laughs> They're fucking rad, dude. <laughs> They're hilarious. It is so stupid. But so I'll put on like punk rock and dance to it. Or I'll put on like LCD Sound System and dance to it. Or I'm fucking... Michael Jackson or Prince. Like the other day mm-hmm. I raked leaves and just danced to Prince in the backyard in the cold because I knew I couldn't run, you know. So I do want to say one thing Compromise. about that. Well, a couple mm-hmm. of things. It's beautiful. It's great. Yes, I think dancing is and should be a part of, you know, I, I think it's important. Um, right. It's just it's just a way to just expel energy, right? That right. You, that's get, gets pent up. You get them steps, um, dog. You get, you get them, them steps. steps. But... um shit what else was i gonna say to you jerry oh man i just lost it um what were you talking about you said lcd sound system punk rock and dancing and making compromises as to when you can't do the thing you really want to do and how i dance the cumbia music too because megan loves that shit. oh Oh, freeing that it's freeing for you and one of the things that you have said in the past is that when there's a problem you go like here you go. I can't handle this problem. Here you go, God, or here you go, Bear, or here you go, higher power. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to think about it. Right. And I, I think hate that that's about shit. <laughs> and I think that that is that is a great thing to kind of just go. Oh, I can't. I can't handle this on my own. Even if I wanted to, I don't have the capacity. I don't have the strength. I don't have mm-hmm. the knowledge. I don't have the skills. So here you go, right. and then show me what I can. Um, show me what I can accomplish and what I can right. um, fix, what right. I can deal with. It'll come to your well. Just mm-hmm. do it when you do your little writing, your little, I don't mean that condescendingly. <laughs> when you do your, when you do your little writing, John, you mm-hmm. know, ask, ask you, just give it up. Be like, hey, yo, mountain mama or whatever your higher power is. Be like, yo, just take my foot. 
I don't want it. You can have my foot. I'm going to fucking eat some peaches or whatever, you know, and see what happens. <clears throat> I don't know. It's because funny. I was, I was, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I also mm-hmm. hear the language where you're like, you say like, it'll show, it'll show it to you or you'll figure, you know what I mean? Like, I don't believe there's like a benevolent force out there that will show me and it'd be like, here you go in, 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 um, exchange for this issue you're having, but more like it appears eventually. Like it's like solving a math problem. It all clicks in, you know? Sure. But I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. If that's, if I mean, that's how you that's see it, it me. doesn't have to yeah. be, it doesn't have to be, you know, I don't necessarily, I mean, I guess I do just because it makes it easier. Lord, please give me this. Hey, that, whatever that. works for you. Mountain Mama. Mountain Mama. I think yours is Mountain Mama. It's Jerry <laughs> Garcia's fucking, one of his baby mamas. That's your higher power, I think. But maybe, maybe, <laughs> no, it, baby mama, Mountain Mama. Mountain uh, Mama. That's, what is that from? Is that from, uh, it's, uh, uh Country John Denver? Yes. Yeah. Maybe instead of saying, God, release it, but you're right. You go, okay, well, I'm just not going, I'm going to free up mental space so yeah. that I can look at the problem from a different perspective or not that's look at it, it at all. Mm-hmm. And that's then, it. you know, go for my walk mm-hmm. or go for a run or whatever. And, um, and then it will appear, or at least I will have some time away from the anguish of the problem and be able to look at it objectively and create a solution <clears throat> that will bring me to a better place in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's or, it. That's or, a breakthrough right there, man. Because you change it once you change perspective, <laughs> the problem seems less surmountable. Even for me, it's a breakthrough mm-hmm. because I'm like, maybe that's what the whole idea of surrender is and giving quote unquote, as they say in the program, giving it up to God mm-hmm. is that you just put it down on the ground or drop it and then you can walk away from it, turn around and look back and go, oh, it wasn't that big. I never realized yeah. it wasn't that big in the first place. It just seems so big to me because I'm in it like a cut inside your mouth, you mm-hmm. know, or a when they pull a tooth and it just seems enormous, but it's smaller than a marble. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember Man. the other thing I wanted to say to you was, um, mm. and I know you're, you're, you're moving. And so you won't be yeah. around the rain, uh, mm-hmm. uh, as much nearly in Arizona as you are at Oregon, but mm-hmm. running in the rain is awesome. And if you haven't in done it warm yet, rain, I've done yeah. spring rain. It's been great. I had a moment, me running spring rain, listening to fucking Macle- a Macklemore song. And I just was so overcome with emotion, dude. I was like crying in the rain, running my ass off. That but winter Oregon, rain. Oh, dude, it's a bitch. It's 45 degrees out. And like you layer up. So then you're just sweating through all the layers, you know? Yes. And they're always like, well, dress dress like you know you're gonna raise yourself by 10 degrees but fu- it's fucking raining so i'm like well i can't just wear a sweatshirt and go out there i'm just gonna come home with pneumonia <clears throat> but anyway those are just dumb complaints because i'll yeah. find the time to run yeah it was like 35 the other day and just the ground was frozen and i was still out there running it hurts your lungs but at least it mm-hmm. was dry just you go know, shirtless just shirtless just nips just blasting <laughs> just I, oh jerry listened to the podcast he got naked and free mm-hmm. on the fucking rexius running trail mm-hmm but I'll be in Arizona. It'll be 110, and I'm going to try to run. You know what I mean? It's just you trade one thing for another. There will always be, there will always be a problem. And then sometimes you have to sit and realize, oh shit, there's no problem. And I don't necessarily feel good or bad. There's just no problem. And that's when I find myself my most content. <clears throat> if I don't feel good or bad, I'm just here. I don't have to pee. I don't have a headache. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like. I don't have to pay a bill. Like, I'm just here. I'm just here watching Mank. Have you seen that movie Mank yet? Came out on Netflix? No. David Fincher, Gary Oldman, I suggest you watch it. It's about Mank. A, the. Yeah, it's about uh, Mankiewicz, the guy who wrote, uh, go, uh, helped, co wrote um, Citizen Kane. 
Mm. And it's really good. It's a Fincher movie with, like I said, with Gary Oldman playing this Mankiewicz character who's a functioning, barely functioning alcoholic. It's really great, though. It, it's full of wordplay. It's a John movie. Like, I was watching mm-hmm. this going, John would love this. It's way full of wordplay. The guy is really smart, really well-read. He's a writer. But anyway, um, that's really besides the point. I guess I just made you a movie suggestion in the podcast. But it's just when I am a nerd and there's nothing going on, when I'm just a clear glass of water, I feel great. Like, I'm like, this is it right here, you know? Then the highs become better, you know? Right, right. Yeah. The running high or the high of watching my daughter do something amazing or just killing, kicking it with my chilling. I was going to mix kicking and chilling, kicking and killing, killing Killing it with my wife. We're just straight killing it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and even this move has been stressful, John, but it'll pass. It always passes, dude. Or, or you die, you know, or you die, (laughs) which is going to happen anyway. Well, yeah. And it's such an excess, excess for existential, right? Yeah. I hope you didn't tune into the podcast today, hoping for, <laughs> <laughs> hoping for some lighthearted laughs. Um, yeah, man. How do you? I'm always curious because you know, our I have not been around you. I mean, we do this every week, but I have not been right. around you as a father um, very often. Right. But how do you mm-hmm. discuss all of this with with your child? I mean, are you, I mean, I, I, I assume you're just you as you are. Right. I'm just pretty much to the point with her. I'm like, but see, all of my kid is really easygoing, man. Like she mm-hmm. misses her friends. She talks about that a lot with her mother. She wants to have play dates. And I'm always the one who's like, nah, dude, not yet. Not yet. And they'll have like little ones every, not lately because mm-hmm. the numbers have gotten way worse here in Oregon. But, um. They were doing like mask on outside play dates, you know, which is so fucking sad because they have to like stay far away from each other. It's a sad shit. But I mean, I talked to her about it a little bit. I mean, but when I do, I'm always straight to the point. I'm like, yo, this is going to pass. I know you miss your friends. We're going to be moving to Arizona. You're going to have two cousins. You're going to be living in the same house with. You're going to be sick of children. Believe me. Like, (laughs) it's going to be all right, dude. Like, I've never lived through anything like this in my life, and neither of you, so we're going to do it together. You know, that's yeah. all we can really do is just do it together. I'm 45 years old. I've never lived through it. No one listens. No one. And I think I said that last time. Listen to this podcast has ever lived through this. You know? No, I talked this to my all mom. all new shit. And I was like, is there anything remotely close? Like, there was, and she's like, absolutely not. Nothing that right. stopped right. everything like this. She's like, yeah, they used to hoard toilet paper back in the 70s. It was the thing they did with, like, there was a gas shortage. and so The gas shortage, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, she's like, no, nothing like this. So, nothing like <clears throat> this. This is a whole different fucking thing. But that being said, we're all doing it at the same time. And, and you mm-hmm. know what? Some people will do it badly, and some people will do it fucking awesome. And some people will do it both ways, because I've done it badly, and I've done it awesome. I've had mm-hmm. tons of emotional breakdowns. I've, like, sat in my garage, painted, and it just started hysterically crying for no fucking reason, because I just had to do it. <clears throat> because I was like, oh, I gotta let this pressure out and know that I, I can't. I don't even like people. I don't even really have friends, dude. So what? I'm like missing out on all the tea and cheese parties. No, fuck those people. I don't want to fucking hang out with those people. But still, I miss. I miss. I miss it. Of course, we all do in our mm-hmm. own way. Even the yes. fucking, even the basement dudes. Well, and be careful with that cheese because it can cause gout if you eat too much cheese. I don't really eat that much cheese. Okay. I eat some right. cheese, but not too much. But if you do eat too much cheese and you get the gout, get nettle gout. tea, nettle tea is the is yeah. The tea you said it earlier, and I thought, man, that must taste horrible. It's all right. It's not. It's you put a little right. honey in it if you want, or lemon, or you know, ginger. Yeah. 
But um, I just <laughs> I just double bag it and then you know let it chill and steep it for like 10, 15 minutes and then I pound right. it back. But um, like when you were drinking, you just double bag it and let it chill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's just the medicine, man. You just got to get it in you. You know, gotta and that's the that. other thing. I was. It's so funny the shit that like that I deal with now because one of the other uh, treatments is to drink like cherry juice. Right. And so I'm out there buying eight dollar jars of cherry juice that's like 800 calories for the whole thing i don't drink that kind of sugar but i'm like <sighs> yeah. i need to get my fucking foot back in order Your foot back in order i'm yeah. like yeah i guess sure i'll drink 800 calories and juice which is just flat soda like right i don't know i don't really fuck with the juice i don't know about you if you have orange juice can you just eat raw cherries Will you that can help too, or no they're not really in season around here i mean oh, there would be... you gotta get the cj you gotta get that cherry juice yeah, yeah it's not so season. that's that's just do the... a bunch of uh, high intensity interval training just tons of fucking <clears throat> mountain climbers Dude, i want to i want to get excited burpees. about that shit i really <laughs> yeah. would love to There's... find a way but. Nothing exciting about high intensity interval training. It fucking sucks, dude. It's the worst. I hate burpees with all of my heart. You know that dude who does mm-hmm. burpees for recovery? Like yeah. that dude gets props because burpees are fucking whack, dude. Yeah, he did like a hundred a day for a year or something yeah. like that. I'm so props just... to that dude because burpees are the most boringest shit. That's ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um <laughs> so so yeah, so and I I, I I kind of, I guess I had a little bit of a turning point as I'm reading these books. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And there are two that I highly suggest for anybody who's interested. One in writing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, only because, and I was, somebody, somebody on Facebook had said something about their the alcoholic, um, about their, their mind racing and so many thoughts and so many thoughts and all this stuff. And I said, man, yeah. I suggested really go get a journal and start writing them down. And even if you just do a page a day, and I think their response was something like, oh, I'm not a good writer. And, um, and I'm like, you're not it, getting graded. It's you're exactly. You're not getting graded. It's not about fucking spelling or grammar. And I, I feel like a lot of people have an aversion toward writing because it's seen like school and assignments. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, we're not disciplined, structured people, generally speaking, as alcoholics. Right. And so mm-hmm. to push yourself exactly. to write a page a day seems like such a daunting task. <clears throat> but I can't begin to tell you how, I mean, I'm sure I've already done it, but how helpful it's been in my recovery and how it's like gone from, it was from one page to three pages to now I spend 30 minutes straight writing in my book. And that's yeah. seems that would seem insane to me, even like a month or so ago. I yeah. was like, man, I just need to get through these three pages to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I'm really like, and this has been going on. I've been doing this for like three and a half or four years. It's finally just started to get to the point where I'm getting engrossed and actually just doing the writing. Even if it's, it's not about like I'm creating a piece or that it's to be read yeah. at all. It's just for you. doing it for me. And the racing thoughts, right? It mm-hmm. helps you get the racing thoughts out instead of letting them bounce around in your head. Yeah. Um, so I think in those little acts, and also I think reading is really helpful. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not here to. I'm not better than anybody else because I read a fucking book. You know. 
And I, mm-hmm. I do have, you know, but that being said, I do have two that I'm reading right now, Jerry. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> Good for you. I just finished a book, but it was an audio book, but it still counts, though. Well, sure, sure. And, and so it I still think counts. Audio books count. <clears throat> yes. I think that in those, in those times that I'm reading, and I think that's where that sort of infinite wonder part of the existential dread comes in, is that I'm, I'm kind of getting lost or I'm interested in another world, another person, another way of thinking that mm-hmm. was not mine. Because if I turn on the news, if I were to bring up the news on my phone right now, it would bring oh. me nothing but misery and mm-hmm. anger and it's like, so I really have to just say no to that shit because there's so many big problems that I can't solve today. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then the other thing with the book, the other book about running is I highly suggest, you know, and I mean, it might, you know. How interesting is a book about running? I mean, it's interesting to you, but like, I you tell me about all these books about running and I'm like, uh... I don't know, man. Like, I, I, and I'm not trying to dog you or, mm-hmm. or demean. It's just, it's all different interests, right? It's right. Like my mom would read a book about baking and I'd be like, man, I can't fuck with that. You know, with running too, it's like, I guess it's all about this personal, this so person's personal this one, experiences with his, it and stuff, His personal right? experience, his life experience, um, doing these like 50, 100, 135 mile runs. But also, this one's also based around food. So he gives you recipes, and he's a oh okay. He's a plant based dude. Um, and are you plant based now? You're fully plant based, aren't you? Uh, you don't eat any meat. There's 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 some eggs in the fridge. Yeah, you fuck with a little cheese because no, I don't. Yeah, okay. no, I don't. That's that's what was so baffling to me is there's no cheese here. I don't. Maybe it's the nuts. Anyway, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll we'll encyclopedia brown that mystery later. But <laughs> I have removed that. <laughs> but it could have been that bag of fucking smart food popcorn or the salt intake, the sodium in it. Yeah, right. So that's what I'm thinking it was. Is it had something to do with salt because mm-hmm. I'm not going excess on anything, and I didn't think it was an excessive salt thing, but also. Don't eat a whole fucking bag of popcorn like that. So could be it though, especially if you're not used to it. Especially if you're not used to it. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just overly sensitive because I'm. Anyhow, so uh, yeah, I think they're interesting. The one that's really good is called Born to Run because it's this adventure of going to Mexico and meeting this whole other culture. And the, they mm-hmm. they're these they just run in fucking Harachi sandals and shit. They're like smoking right. cigarettes and drinking Coca Cola at the fucking starting line. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I got to go put that on Audible. I'll check that out. Yeah. I told you about one of the first times I ran this trail when we first moved into this house. We've been, we've lived in this house for about 18 months, Mm -hmm. which is a bummer that we got to leave now. But when I first moved in this house, I found that trail and I was like, shit, why have I never run this trail? But I remember running down it one day heading south and I hear these heavy footsteps coming up towards me going north. And this kid, this 23 year old kid comes running right by me in a full jean jacket in like boots and he's throwing punches in the air like he's Mm -hmm. boxing like throwing crosses and he's got a cigarette dangling out of his mouth and he's fucking running and he looks at me and nods up like what's up and just continues to run down the trail with a fucking burning cigarette throwing punches in a jean jacket it was the weirdest (laughs) shit i was like man i wish i were 23 you know you could just do that shit at 23 Mm -hmm. but i could think of those mexican runners you know who Mm -hmm. have conditioned themselves so much and it's been part of their bloodline for so long that they're like yeah i'd smoke a couple of raleigh's and then fucking take a cruise you know basically yeah i mean because that's just part of their life it's not about Mm -hmm. training for them they're like we run to go here and we go and get food here and then we get the water over here and whatever and Mm -hmm. so 
So that that one's a great one as far as it being an adventure. So you know what? If if a book about running sounds fucking boring, then don't get that one. But get yeah, another don't. one. You know? Yeah. And I just feel like I don't think there's anything wrong with I love playing video games. We played games the other night. Mm-hmm. Watching movies and TV and YouTube. Although I really am feeling more and more like my YouTube page is trash because I just it's the algorithm has got me. I just am not finding. I used to find interesting, different stuff that I didn't know existed, and now it's like the same twelve people. Do you know what I mean? And it's all commercials, yeah. And if you watch one thing about politics, and the whole thing's all politics, or if you watch one thing where they talk about movies and everything, yeah. So yeah, they they need to tweak that shit. So they've it just, made some changes in the past few months where I'm like, ugh. So I don't want to be somebody's like fucking, you know, grumpy dad telling them to go read a book, but it's, it has really shifted. Those are the moments where I feel more like, oh, wow, what a cool different world to be in. Right. Or, well, and you're just, you're learning shit. You're really, yeah. you're learning about reading them books there, John. You're learning <laughs> some stuff. So I, I don't want to judge anybody for doing anything else with their time, especially if nah. you're stuck in fucking quarantine and you don't want to deal with shit. And like, I get it, man. Like, nah, dude. Or you got to go out and work your fucking essential job or it sucks and you're covered. You got to wear a mask six hours a day and whatever the fuck it is. Do hours, whatever it is hours. for your, what did you call it? Your what? Your bliss? No, what was the word you used? My infinite wonder, Jerry. Infinite wonder. I don't know where bliss came from. Like it's a chocolate ad or something. But maybe that's where the infinite wonder comes from is just those moments where you relax, where you're inert. Like I said, inert. Yeah, you're just like, I don't feel bad or good. I'm just in the moment. I'm just here. Here's where I am. Mm -hmm. Cool. Maybe that's the infinite wonder of it all is that our body can finally rest at one point and our brain can rest. Mm -hmm. You You just, yeah. And some people do it through meditation. Some do it through reading. I do it through reading and running and working out and playing far cry Mm -hmm. what's the new far cry is that not the it's not out yet that's out in february but the one i'm playing now is called new dawn which came out about a year ago okay but it was on sale for 11 bucks on the playstation store so it's all yoinks and i love it i just i i fucking snipe outposts i just sit up and shoot people from you know 400 meters away and it feels good you send your you know whoa I was going to say, do you send your dog out there like they have the little buddy in Far Cry? I do have a buddy. His name is Timber. Timber? Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, I have a little buddy and I got my little dog in here barking at God knows what's going on out there. Maybe somebody. Ghosts. How dare someone walk by the front of the house usually. Um. So yeah, man. I just I feel I just was thinking about this because it's been a rough like few days, and I I I bet it has been. And objectively, like if you were to look at my life on paper for the last few days not that bad I go to work i make money i eat some food i sleep you know my fucking foot hurts but like who doesn't have some pain that they don't deal with right like mm-hmm. so i mean it was nice to read it in a book that like oh maybe this isn't as important as i'm making it out to be right so well it is to you in the moment right in the moment it's perspective it's perspective but it hurts today and mm-hmm. i'm like well whatever that's just that's just that little part of me i'm like grateful that i have the pain because i know the pain is a gift that tells me that i need to take care of myself yeah so yeah i mean (laughs) i know these i don't i don't i espouse these little things right that sounds Mm -hmm. that sounds deep and meaningful and i got that from from a nurse from an old older woman uh, about the pain being a gift but like and i don't always feel that way about it because i i get fucking fussy and cranky and whiny and childish and i'm just like i don't want to fucking hurt anymore Eh. right but like today i'm like okay so just don't let it ruin 
everything. Right. Stop I, ruining everything, John. That's what I do. this idea, though, that we're not allowed to express our dissatisfaction in an appropriate way. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay to be a whiny, cranky, whiny and cranky about it. Just don't let it overwhelm you and don't be like that all the fucking time. It's just mm-hmm. like we were talking about your person at work who was like, well, it's so cold in here. And you're like, yo, you're allowed to be a crybaby about this shit, but then you need to fucking accept it because it is fucking cold in here. I'm not in charge of the weather. If I'm in charge of the weather, I would not be doing this. I'd be doing cool <laughs> weather shit, you know? Like, it's just like you're sitting there, you're like, fuck, my leg hurts. This sucks. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Own it. And then you got to be like, well, fuck, what can I do? You know, it's just like me over here being like, I got to move all my stuff and coronavirus and I got to go, you know, how am I going to get my shit in the truck? And, and then I have to be like, well, it either gets in there or it doesn't, you know, I'll, ideally it should get in so mm-hmm. we got to do it and covid's not going anywhere jerry so you just have to fucking be careful and just hope to the fucking bear you don't get it you know yeah yeah and if i do get it well it'll help it's manageable you know yeah yeah if i it do get it i hope it's manageable right and I'm, at this point like you're oh it's okay to, but we just live in a culture where they you, you get especially being men we get shit talked for like complaining about shit you know, for like mm-hmm. showing pain or showing weakness or showing, you know, and I, I, I hate that shit. I'm like, you know what? Own it for a minute and then we'll go and go get dim sum or something. Right. I don't, I just don't <laughs> want it. It was just, oh, it was overwhelming me. And I'm like, yeah, I can't let it overwhelm me. I can't, I just, I can't, I have to figure out a fucking way to be on the other side of it because mm-hmm. the existential yeah. dread, the fear and uncertainty and death is, is always there. Right. We're all gonna yeah. die. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's gonna be a time somewhere in the future, Jerry, where somebody's listening to this podcast and I just wanna say from the past or I'm right. from the dead back from you know. Ooh, you put your pants on. <laughs> Except for you, you leave your pants off. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's I'm your like ghost a horny voice. ghost. Yeah. I'm a horny ghost. Yeah, I'm just in the corner like I like your bra. Mm-hmm. That's right. So a hundred years from now, this will be floating mm-hmm. in some digital space somewhere. Like that's weird I hope so. I really hope so. Um but I just was I just kinda got tired of my own shit. I guess yeah. is what happened. Over I, the last I few hear days. you. I hear you. Um, and so it was like, okay, well, what do you want? And I was like, I want, and it, I feel, and it's funny as a man, I feel, I feel silly going like, I want to feel joy and I want to feel happiness. And I was like, right. And that idea of mm-hmm. wonder. And it came from, <clears throat> there was, I had a conversation with our friend Tycho one time many mm-hmm. years ago. And she, she said this about me, like, this has got to be like 15 years ago at this point. I don't fucking know. And we were talking about like we were walking around downtown Seattle or something like that. And she said, you know, John, you often have this like she said, like this childlike wonder about you that I really like or appreciate or something like that. Like you you look up. You don't just look straight ahead in the city. You look up at buildings or something like that. Yeah. And maybe I'm mm-hmm. I don't want to I may be romanticizing this conversation a little bit because it's in my head and that's how I remember it from 15 years ago most of which were drunk we both might have been drunk right (laughs) you were you definitely were (laughs) but it kind of struck me and I was like oh I like that I didn't realize that about myself and so that was kind of the thing that sparked this whole idea about infinite wonder and if it was possible Mm -hmm. and why isn't it possible and didn't we used to didn't we used to engross ourselves in 
projects, art projects or writing projects or doing fun things? Didn't we used to try to build trebuchets? Well, that was Walter and Coda, but... Right. <laughs> or whatever it was, make movies or do... There were things that we did in our lives that did not require the internet or knowing what was going on across around the world. Right. And we had mm-hmm. fun and we had a good day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So dude, I remember you if we're gonna talk about the, the mm-hmm. childlike wonder of John. Oh, and it God. immediately sprung to my mind in Seattle was when you got tickets to go to Cirque du Soleil and you got <laughs> drunk at Cirque du Soleil mm-hmm. and then you started and then we all got drunk together after Cirque du Soleil. And you were telling us this story about how like it was a little person on a trampeze and you like push them away with your fingertips or something that like swung up to you. This is what you were saying. They swung up to you mm-hmm. and you like push them away with just your fingertips and you were like, and it floated off like a little bubble and you were just like so fucking stoked about it. And me and Coda, <laughs> Megan, my wife was just like really like engrossed in the story and Coda and I are just rolling our eyes at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? And you're like, oh, they just floated away like a little bubble. I just boop push them away it was so fucking funny it was just like yeah i can see where taiko's coming from with that that's absolutely right so uh, yes i remember that day and i remember the Mm -hmm. gin tent um Mm -hmm. it was it was sponsored by bombay sapphire and we were just like we (laughs) were trying to do shots of gin because we were gonna have to sit for an hour and a half Mm -hmm. for the show who are you with i went you weren't with oh okay and um and so we were like i was just pounding back warm gin like I didn't fucking care. I just needed to catch that buzz, and then, but I do remember that. And like the little person in the in like the bubble would come over, and I don't know how they had it all set up. And yeah, it was that was the, and it went away. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. So, so uh, maybe it seems silly, and that's okay. And maybe it seems goofy, and I guess that's okay too. And I'm just kind of, I'm over it judging myself because I want to feel like having fun again. And that yeah. and by that I don't mean, um, I don't know what I don't mean, but I don't. I just want to have fun again, and it doesn't have to be something big and exciting. And you know what? Like I, I I'll, everything comes with this like mitigated risk of mm-hmm. contracting disease. But there are still some things that I can do, right? So I don't mm-hmm. really. I don't know what I was doing before. Well, it wasn't. I mean, most of it was like outdoor stuff, which is still on the table, right? Um, yeah, you were just before COVID. You were still running. You were training yeah. for marathons, and you were running. Really, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, that was, and then you know, hanging around with um, mm-hmm. um, Nabil, and that was mm-hmm. really and working. That was all you're doing, and working yeah. on your recovery, and then doing yeah. stuff for this. So, I mean, whatever it is, right? I I think right. I used to miss. I do miss like things like I would go into like Ross Dress for Less and like find yeah. a, like some running gear for super cheap. Right? That yeah. was that was fun to me. Too. Or I would just pop into a place and get a bowl of noodles by myself out there somewhere after I had run at some yeah, weird park. So, mm-hmm. so there are things that like those kind of afternoons by myself I really miss. And I don't know that I'm I'm just not that into raw stress for less to go in there right now with a fucking mask on and like. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not on the priority list. You will be able to soon though. Yeah. I mean, what's like you said? What's nine more months? If if it's that, even, <laughs> yeah, it you really. Know? Where you just roll into Ross with a mask and know, yo, I fucking took a vaccine and I'm immune, so. I could. I mean, I could go right now if I really wanted to. Yeah. But I'm not. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like how I like, made your decision yeah. for you because I'm like, I wouldn't go. 
Yeah. If Megan were like, yo, let's go to Ross, I'll get you some cool shit, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> How about we just get some cool shit on Amazon if you're if you're if you're buying? Right. And so I just Give me some jelly bracelets or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not that I'm not that uh I'm not that pumped for that particular thing. And so yeah. it's like it's gonna be okay and I'll I'll get back to that and I'll be able to have those weird little adventures. That's what it was too, is that I, I missed adventure, Jerry. And even if mm-hmm. it was like contained and safe and like just going out into the world and being somewhere I'd never been before, even if that was a fucking shopping center in a different town. Like, you know what I mean? Like that seems silly, but like that was something that I enjoyed that I don't do anymore Mm -hmm. and I'll get back there. So they'll get back there. In the meantime, just go out in the woods with just like nothing. Yeah, I do. Just go for night walks. You don't want to do that. Don't in the go woods. for night walks. Not no. in the woods. I mean, well, not on the street either. I imagine. Yeah, but. I mean, you want to be careful, but uh, you can go out at night. I think, but well, actually, not in California. We have a curfew. There's all. It's a. It's a mess down here, man. A lot of serial killers uh, too. <laughs> are there any more? Are they? I mean, I feel they're like- around. We just don't know about them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably. I listen to so much true crime podcasts. I'd be more worried about less worried about the cougars and more worried about like some fucking weird dude that still lives with his mom who's driving around cutting off heads, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, yeah, I guess there are a lot of cougars though in Sonoma, huh? Not the cougar, not wine cougars, not like wine actual, cougars. They're, yeah, they're like big mountain cats. lions. Big they cats. do have signs that say that. Mostly though. Mountain lions are not interested in being around you <clears throat> at all. We, we probably taste bad and we're so much mm-hmm. work. You know? Well, yeah, they don't want it. They're not interested in, they don't, it's, the the risk of, of, the, of us as prey is too big. They're not, they're just not interested. But they say like, you know, good thing, make noise. So if I know that like I'm out there and I've been, it's really quiet, I'll make some noise or I'll sing to myself or I'll grab a stick and kind of tap things just to like, I'm coming down the road. Trying mm-hmm. to loosen my load, you know. And they're singing the Eagles. Yes, I will. Mauled by a lion while you're singing the Eagles. <clears throat> um, but yeah, man. So I'm just like trying to find the other part of that. That because the existential dread is is here, and we're living mm-hmm. in it. And it's well, I I love this concept though. I appreciate you bringing it up this way because all I have been feel all I've been focusing on is the existential dread. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it really has been my focus. I haven't been experiencing it the entire time, but I've been definitely focused on trying to alleviate it or what it is or looking at it or listening to podcasts about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So to think of the other one, which I keep wanting to think of as irresistible bliss, which is not. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's, a, that's a soul coffee. That's a soul coffee? Album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, instead of looking at the positive aspect of it, which is great. I'm glad you brought it up as a subject because now I can tell Megan, oh, we talked about positivity today. Positivity. I really wasn't. This was not my plan originally. I mean, I didn't know. I was just trying to figure, again, that idea of like letting it go, giving mm-hmm. it away. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to fucking think of a different way. And it was not. I mean, it's, I'm sure I, I, I'm not going to read you my journal from the last few days, but it was not great, Jerry. No, it's probably I could tell on your Instagram where you're like, I feel a little discontented, and I'm like, oh, John's probably not doing too good. Yeah, um, yeah. I should drop him a line, send him a meme. Let's yeah. send John a meme. Always, I always love a good meme. Who doesn't love a good meme? I don't know, dude. I get annoyed sometimes. I'm like, enough with the fucking memes. Mm-hmm. But then it, I always laugh at them, so I don't know why I'm annoyed because my phone will buzz, and I'm like, how dare my phone buzz? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I always I'm very hesitant these days. Whenever I see one that's like 
some tattoo meme and i'm like i don't need to fucking share this with jerry he's probably already seen it or i've probably already seen it but it but sometimes he sent it to me though and i'm like you know what john is right it do be like that sometimes it do be like that you know like um but yeah man i just uh if i have to if i have to live like this if there's gonna be if there's gonna be uncertainty and fear, I, I really am gonna try and balance that with other things and really not not look at you know, I think it's it's so easy to go like, oh, infinite wonder, that sounds so fucking frivolous. And we it don't does. have we don't have time for that, and we don't uh-huh. we don't have the money for that, and you have got to pay attention and you have got to focus and we've gotta get through this and you better be careful. And I'm like, Well, okay, I've been doing that for nine months. And right. I'm still going to do that today. Yeah. And I'm going to do that probably for another nine months. Yeah. So dude. why can't I balance it with something else? I mean, I can do things safely and there's all kinds of... I'm just, I'm just really going to try and be more creative and allow myself to be freely creative in those ways. And, you know, whatever it is. Whether it be artwork or whether it be driving somewhere else to go to a different park to go run in the outdoors you know yeah like you go beaches aren't closed you can always go on a nice beach walk and you're not that far from the from the water about an hour about yeah so that's that's something walk as long as i'm being safe right as long as i'm not like as long as you're being socially distant wearing a mask you shouldn't have mm -hmm. a problem you know yeah so i think that that's i think that it's acceptable to find those creative ways to be excited and happy and free again and I don't really mm-hmm. care if it sounds frivolous to anybody else. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like no, I've gotten cares? over it. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired. Yeah. It's been nine months and I'm fucking tired and it's been a hell of a year. And um, I know that this doesn't change, like I said, with the flip of a calendar page, but no, <clears throat> I'm just ready to try something different. And I wasn't before. So bam. That's where you should just end it. I'm ready to try something different. <laughs> little fucking star of the rainbow behind it. That's the more you know. The more you know. That would be more of a star white. Um, But yeah, man. (laughs) Wait, was that the Mac turn off? You just sang the Mac turn off. When you turn off your Mac, it goes dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I guess it did. That's just you unplugging from the internet. That's what it is. It's not the Mac song. Um, Return of the Mac. That's the Mac song. That's a fucking cut right there. Ooh, that's going to be kitchen dancing cut. I'm going to put go. that in my mix, dude. I put it on my running mix so I can kind of have like the... Dun, 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 Did you dun, dun, know that Andrew Bird apparently does all these fucking performances on his YouTube channel? And I can't find it, but I was reading on the AV Club that he did. He performed the whole Mysterious Production of Eggs album on no, his YouTube channel. I didn't. Which is my favorite Andrew Bird album. I put it but up anyway, there, yeah. Yo, if that brings you joy, you also check out Andrew Bird. He was on Fargo too. He's pretty good on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. He plays the a mortician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. And you know all this, all the digital stuff and all the online stuff. And I know it can know. be exhausting. And I know that mm-hmm. like staring at screens and things like that. And it's, it's, it's easy. It's easy to get fed up for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, like, mm-hmm. instead of getting to the point of being fed up, I think it's. For me, it's like, well, let's just take a break. Let's not do that. 
Let's... I tried to let it branch into other things, right? To be mm-hmm. a spark, like to spark me to be inspired to do something else. So I've been watching these Ben Folds concerts he does in his little apartment. They're pretty good. And uh, they get boring after a while. I'll watch like 10, 15 minutes. You can only watch a guy sit there and play piano alone for so long. But then Wait, it'll what turn into... It's Ben Folds. He does these ben little Folds. concerts. Okay. Yeah, Ben Folds does on his YouTube okay. channel. He does little live concerts from his apartment. So then that turned into me listening to the whatever and ever amen while taking apart my bed, right? And the only song I ever skip on that album is Brick because I don't like that song. But mm-hmm. it's a great fucking album. And then in time, while I'm listening to it, I'm, I'm feeling a little joy because I'm remembering being a dude in my 20s and this album was like gospel to it's me. awesome. You know what I yeah. mean? Like all the concepts of it. And then getting up and singing and dancing to it, you know, and my daughter comes in and she's like, whoa, what are you fucking vibing to? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> vibing to fucking adult contemporary music, Olive. Get down. Give me back my black t-shirt. Yeah, this is my generation's answer to fucking Elton John. Let's get weird, you know? Like, yeah. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, those things all branch off. I try to use my media as inspiration to other things that I can consume that aren't just me sitting down in front of a screen, you know? Yeah. But if you want to sit in front of a screen and that brings you your fucking happiness, then do that, you Mm -hmm. know? Just... Everything within moderation, right? Isn't that what this whole podcast is about? Well, no, this whole podcast is about abstinence from alcohol, but ice cream in moderation. <laughs> yes, video ice games cream in moderation. moderation. <laughs> Diet Cokes, Coke Zeros in moderation. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, um, you know, if anybody is looking for other things, uh, my reading and writing and listening to music and, like you mm-hmm. said, even finding you're taking a part of bed because you're uh, you're moving. Moving. But I think mm-hmm. I think you know maybe you're fed up with doing things around the house. I don't know, but finding something new and looking at just even looking at the old things differently and rearrange your room. I sounds, uh, now we're giving suggestions like my mom would do. <laughs> oh, you're depressed. Go on a walk. You know, I hate when I, ha- I hate yeah. it when people would give me suggestions, but yeah. those are things I like to do. Mm-hmm. I do like to rearrange rooms and play games and go outside and shit. Just drink a cup of coffee outside look around mm-hmm. it's a suggestion like, it's my neighborhood there's mm-hmm. that crazy lady walking her dog for the fifth time today what the fuck is her deal seriously yeah dude what is her deal stop. what kind of dog is it? i don't know she's an anxious lady a little dog it's a little furry gray dog it's like a tiny coco you know what i like to like do my, is i like you ever like write stories in your head about strangers on the street yeah, yeah. dude that's my jam <laughs> yeah but they're always turned into like creepy sex stories so i gotta <laughs> kind of curb it off i'm like yo that lady likes to wear a fucking captain's outfit and walk around the house you know like i'm like yo see that guy right there the trump sticker he likes to get peed on <laughs> and megan will be like why because he has a trump sticker i'm like nah he just has that look on his face yeah he has a Bi- just... biden sticker and like to get peed on he just looks like a dude is into that and if he mm-hmm. is cool good for him as long as everything's voluntary right consensual yeah. consensual that's the word voluntary voluntary too um yeah. both of those things are important yeah. but uh, so yeah well everybody thank you enjoy yeah. that one yeah thank you for listening to me and my strange thoughts jerry sometimes yeah that's okay man you gotta get it out if if, if I, yeah you gotta get it out i'm glad you got at least once a week to express it to me while i sit in this empty room full of echoes and- <laughs> i know it's for those of you not watching this on youtube you're really missing out um yeah. it's just it just looks you look like i don't know like you're being locked in there or something i look or, like, no i look like i'm <laughs> squatting in this house yeah. um well cool man well i hope you uh yeah. everybody out there you find something new or different mm-hmm. today or a different perspective and um we'll do it again next week jerry's gonna be mm-hmm. moving to arizona soon and i don't know what the next 
I know we got next week, and then the week after that, I have no idea how the podcast is going to we'll come out. We'll figure it out. But, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, right on, man. All right. I'll see you next time. See you later. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>